Oh, sorry, ice cream truck. Hold on. Ice cream truck. It's <laughs> a new one. <laughs> There's also the new in the city, Danielle. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Spook Retorts. Excellent work, Sam. Thanks for the enthusiastic backup there, Danielle. <laughs> Spook Retorts. <laughs> Mediocre work, Danielle. Spook Retorts. <laughs> That's better. Okay. I give that one an A plus. Oh gosh, okay. <laughs> this is Sam, everybody. <laughs> yes. I I'm Sam. I'm Danielle. And this is the podcast about sharing your weird media finds with your friends who don't know what you're talking about. And I don't. What are we talking about today, Sam? Today we're talking about a little 2014 film called Wolves. I have not seen it. You were worried that I had for some reason, but definitely not. <laughs> I was worried about halfway through watching. I'm like, this is something Danielle would watch and oh, I no. normally wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, it'll become obvious as we get into it. So I'm Looking forward to this now. 2014 movie starring Jason Momoa. Uh, of course, why not? Yeah, Lucas Till and Stephen McCaddy and some other people who I don't remember and were apparently not enough to be top billed. <laughs> Stephen McCaddy and Wolves. <laughs> Funny. What? Never mind. Move on. <laughs> Was this a literary joke? No. McCaddy. Caddy. Wolves. Dogs. Wolves. Come on, Sam. <laughs> did you say McCaddy? What did you say? It's McCaddy. McCaddy, like a cat. No, like a hat. Oh, McCaddy. Yeah, I heard McCaddy. It's McHattie. McHattie. Got it. Yeah, okay. You should pronounce, well, enunciate better. I said it just fine. <laughs> they have the same phonemes, Danielle. I can't d make it any better. <laughs> anyway, wolves. What's happening in wolves, Sam? Well, here you go. Here's a summary. Figure it out. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Rough start to spook retorts, everybody. Uh, we had a linguistic difference already. <laughs> it's going to go well. It's going to be great. Are you kidding me? I'm looking forward to this. It says, high school senior Caden Richards must flee his small town after the murder of his parents leaves him as a prime suspect. You're not supposed to flee. He wanders without purpose until he meets Wild Joe, a violent lunatic who sets Caden on a path to the ominous town of Lupine Ridge to hunt down the truth of his heritage. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right let's do this <laughs> this movie was nothing like what i expected danielle and that description while accurate is also not very generous in what it does for this movie those are your favorite descriptions i kind of love those when they're like just right enough to be you know reasonable but not so right as to be <laughs> not misleading <laughs> all right what happens gosh i wish i knew <laughs> all right this movie I don't know where the budget went, but it wasn't to the title screen because it opens with this purple title wolves and then these CG wolf teeth like close on the title screen and it's goofy and I love it. It's that kind of movie apparently. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately it doesn't keep up that level of fun. That's unfortunate. We see some rapid cuts of indistinct images and we see a kid, clearly high school age, having a nightmare. He screams no and wakes up to the reassuring embrace of his mother and father who are in his room for some reason. Like, I don't know, 17 year old, I would not go into the room it'd be there the instant they scream no and be like hugging them and come like it's okay honey like that does not seem something you do for a half-naked 17 year old boy maybe they're right next door so they heard him scream it does not appear so <laughs> <laughs> then i don't know <laughs> he also is supposed to be around 17 but he looks you know late 20s so 
That's, I think, par for the course for most movies. So next we get narration from him. Caden is his name, and I will say that now so I don't remember to say it later. <laughs> and this is a theme throughout this movie where there's just random narration that just goes on and on, and it tries to be, like, witty, but it ends up just being, like, an info dump of boring. <laughs> it's supposed to be, like, internal monologue, or is it just explaining No, he's talking stuff? to you. He okay. is just absolutely just sitting there explaining things. He says, The nightmares were the first sign that something was wrong with me. They were coming every night. My parents wrote them off as raging teenage hormones. Looking back on it now... Maybe they were right. Thing is, a guy like me shouldn't have been having nightmares at all. From the outside, my life was a dream. Great school, great friends, beautiful girl on my arm. I was a quarterback in a town where football was the one true religion. Maybe he needs a therapist. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Yeah. So that's how this movie opened. And like, it really makes you a root for the protagonist, right? <laughs> He's perfect. Don't you love perfect protagonists? Also, I've never heard a more cliche filled like, my life was perfect. Uh, it was just like, oh no, what if I signed myself up for? <laughs> then we cut to some rapidly edited high school football scenes. The narration continues. Sometimes everyone feels like they don't fit in, but it's becoming clearer and clearer to me that I really didn't fit in. Aw, oh, poor high school quarterback who doesn't fit in. Life is so hard. I know. We're not very nice. Sorry, anybody who was a high school quarterback. I'm nothing against high school quarterbacks. I have something against the movie cliche high school quarterback popular kid who, like, is whinging about how hard their life is because they're so popular. Absolutely. I'm sure our listeners who are high school quarterbacks were three-dimensional people. So Absolutely. We're actually good people and not these two-dimensional caricatures that these movies portray. <laughs> You don't potentially turn into a wolf or whatever happens in this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it, mm, okay, mm, we're gonna get there, don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, so he gets tackled hard, and then one of the other opponents, like, mocks him, and then during the next play, the guy just runs up to them after he passes the ball and just headbutts him. <laughs> That's one does at a football game. Yeah, but there's like no flag, no whistle, nothing. Just like lets a guy headbutt him and he's bleeding from the nose. And he takes his helmet off. And it's like, oh yeah, that's totally okay to happen at a high school football game. This is why people in other countries are like, American football is nuts. Uh, it's <laughs> Which it already nuts is. In movies. Yeah. <laughs> So he just keeps narrating, and I'm just done with the narration because it doesn't matter because the movie is showing you what he's narrating, so it's just redundant. <laughs> so it's not even like a tell-don't show. It's like a show and tell. <laughs> yeah, but it's like if it wasn't the narration, it'd be more interesting because I wouldn't be besieged by this boring monotone. <laughs> anyway, so he snarls at the other player that makes this huge jumping tackle at him, and they start beating his head in, like just violent. This movie is very violent. Apparently. And he actually puts a dent in the guy's helmet. Maybe kills him? Unclear. <laughs> I feel like that'd be the front page of the news the next day. <laughs> So there's lightning streaks across the sky, also no rain, which seems to be a theme for my spook retorts movies. You do like that. Magic, thunder, and lightning. I should also mention up front, just as a potential warning to some of our listeners, that this movie is very violent, and it does make reference to both suicide and rape. So good times. Just, just letting you all know that. We're picking some good ones for the spook retorts. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. Just letting you know. It's a fair warning. So then we cut to Caden being berated by the principal, and he casually mentions that he's interviewed by the police, too. So I'm, I'm definitely thinking he murdered that kid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
It took a dark turn very quickly. But he's just sort of free to go because we cut him in a car with his girlfriend bemoaning, I think I'm losing my mind. And she assures him he's not. He's just young and life is complicated. You just murdered somebody. So nope, it's not that big of a deal. Don't worry about it. Right. That does not excuse freaking murder. Like, life is hard and complicated. I'm going to murder somebody. Maybe he was just up on charges of, like, violence. What is it assault called? Assault or something. Yeah, assault. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> charges of violence. To you know what I meant. I just, my brain didn't get there fast enough. If anyone needs a lawyer, please do not call it any. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. I have many other skills. That is not one of them. <laughs> But apparently all that murder got her hot and bothered since they start making out hard. But mid-makeout, his face starts to morph as he bites her. Oh dear. She freaks out and gets out of the car and he like swipes claws against her back as she runs away screaming. Does that mean she turns into whatever this half-wolf thing is? No. <laughs> She's barely <laughs> okay, I just wondering the rules of this whatever is weird wolfy world is. <laughs> Danielle, if I knew the rules to this movie, I would have told you them. This is, this is, I'm going to be bringing this up a lot, but the rules of this movie are nonsense. So we cut to Caden waking up on a couch with blood on his hands and blood all over the couch. He calls out for his parents. Where did the blood come from? Well, he calls out for his parents. Okay, he sorry. walks around <laughs> looking for them. And then he finds their torn apart corpses on the floor. Oh, so maybe him. <laughs> maybe him, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Danielle, if you waited three seconds, I would have told you. <laughs> sorry, I forgot the like prime narrative of that summary, which is that his parents were dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> The, the one thing that that summary did tell you that was useful was his parents were murdered. I know, but he just swiped at that girl. So I was like, was there really that much blood? That's what confused me. Oh, I'm sorry. No, the blood is definitely from another incident. The movie also cuts a lot and does not connect its scenes. So dead parents. Very unfortunate. Suddenly, a police spotlight is shining through the window. His presumably now ex is there in the cop car with the cops. And I don't know why the cops brought her to the house of her assailant. That does not seem like something they should or would do. So is this like hours later? Hours? An hour? I have no idea. So he goes, he swipes at his girlfriend. He goes home, takes a nap, maybe murders his parents, and then the police show up. Yeah. Okay. With with the ex-girlfriend now, okay. who's there in the car going like, that's Caden, he's in there. I'm like, they know where his house is. You know what they did? to bring you. <laughs> oh, boy. So then Caden screams and starts to transform completely into a wolf form. So... When you say wolf form, yes. can, can you please describe more fully what that means so I can visualize it's like a it? It's a very werewolf. It's very werewolfy. He's, okay. you know, human, bipedal, but like wolf face, wolf claws, Got that it. kind of thing. Your furry. standard werewolf, not a wolf. Wolf. Yeah, standard werewolf. It looks... The, the makeup uh, and slash costumes are actually pretty decent in this movie. I'd hope so with a movie called Wolves. Well, I don't know if all the budget went there and nowhere else because it's <laughs> Say. Well, if you're only going to pick one thing in your movie to spend your budget on. I mean, that's fair. But a movie called Wolves, put it into the wolves. So as Caden screams and transforms, his ex calls him a monster. And he like hears her because wolf hearing, I guess. And Does she call him a monster because she sees him transforming? I don't know. It's hard to say. Okay. It's just, it's just like, he's in there. He's Caden. That's Caden. He's a monster. Something like that. I don't know if she's referring to the fact that he attacked her or if he's transforming. It, it, who cares? They're just saying things for dramatic effect. Well, I just wasn't sure if the cops had also seen him transform or not. Uh, I don't know. And the movie doesn't seem to care. And okay. I don't think they do. As long as it doesn't matter. Continue. It does not matter. So he hears his ex call him the monster and he breaks out of a window and runs off into the woods. 
Cut to Caden hitchhiking down the road, still narrating, whining about how he drifted from town to town, worried he'd lose control and kill again. And I am summarizing this narration because it goes on for a long time. <laughs> so this is apparently a case of some kid that just randomly turned into a werewolf. There was like no precursor, like, oh, I'm having weird symptoms or rage attacks or like... Well, maybe... I think the dreams were his precursor. His pre- that's all he gets. He doesn't get like a little bit of fur on his hand or something nope. that's like, maybe this isn't something. Wolf. <laughs> I was just curious. He gets nothing, Danielle. He gets some dreams and then becomes a wolf. <laughs> you didn't understand your prophetic dreams? Sorry, you're a wolf boy now. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the best. Like, you understand your prophetic dreams? Suddenly you're, I don't know, the Queen of England. Who knows? Like, it'd be great if prophetic dreams actually worked that way, where you had them, you didn't understand them, then suddenly something happened. Like, that was probably because of the dream. <laughs> if only I'd understood them. <laughs> So we cut to a gas station. Caden is being dropped off by a trucker, and a random woman approaches him and is like, you want to hang out? Clearly soliciting him. Right. He refuses and then goes off into a restaurant for coffee. The TV is showing an interview with his ex, where she's explaining how he attacked her the same night of the murders. Uh-oh. So apparently this is big news that is traveling all across the state, the West Coast. The, the I don't know where this movie takes place or how far he's hitched like in however many days it's been, but apparently the news is still everywhere. Is he turning into, uh, we may not know this or maybe this will come up later, but the when does he turn into a werewolf? Oh, I'll cover that. Okay. All right. <laughs> then the TV reporter asks... Did he ever show any emotional problems over the fact that he was adopted? Which, wow, hell of an offensive question to ask. Like, oh, he was adopted. That must be kind of emotional problems. Also, uh, B, just dropping that conversation because the fact that he was adopted is news to both his ex and Caden, who learns it from this random TV interview he's watching at this restaurant. It just happens to be on. Is that, was that a closed adoption? Like, how did they find out about it? I don't know, Danielle! <laughs> the news reporter knows it's their adopted dick for clues, I guess. And apparently he said, oh, this kid murdered his parents. Oh, he's adopted. Must Maybe have emotional problems because I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm the worst reporter ever and a terrible human being. Curious. So anyway, I'm glad the expeditional news program was on to explain to Keaton that he was adopted. Yeah, apparently from wolves. <laughs> Actually, not far off. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I wrote this movie. <laughs> I mean, that was obvious from the first, but we'll get to that. So he walks out of the restaurant and he sees a group of men beating the girl that propositioned him earlier. And they're just sort of laughing and they're just having a good time. And he is not going to stand for that because Caden's a good boy. Other than the murders. <laughs> well, except for the murders. <laughs> he confronts them, telling them to leave her alone, saying, You hit her again, you're going to lose that hand. <laughs> As one of his hands transforms into claws. So, so he I has guess he can. Power over it now? I'm talking about this. Apparently, he can just like. He's mastered the skill of partial wolf transformation. Maybe as he was walking along all the highways and byways, he's like, let's practice the skill. At this point, I was really hoping this movie would be like that old Hulk TV show where he wanders from town to town trying to hide the fact that he's a monster, but it comes out as he tries to do good things or whatever. The movie did not go that way, which is disappointing. It is disappointing. I feel like uh, Werewolf on the the trek across America would have been a fun (laughs) show to watch. Exactly. Like a werewolf moving across America trying to do good and hide the fact that they're a monster. <laughs> anyway, that would have been a better movie. But then we get this movie, so we'll keep going. So one of the guys like pulls out a gun or a metal rod or a knife. Like first it's a baton and then it's a, then he pulls out a gun later. I don't understand what's going on. These scenes are very unclear fight scenes. He's like those people that have like eight different things on them. They just like take yeah. off his body. 
<laughs> and so Caden just goes bonkers, slashing, and just murders the two guys. And blood splatters across the camera. And it's just very graphic. This is a rated R movie. So it, really it does not hold it. back with the violence. But it does hold back in other ways, which I'll mention later, that are weird. So he just straight up murders these two guys and does not cut off their hand. So his threat to cut off their hand seems to be unfulfilled, unless I missed it. That's unfortunate. So no, he did cut off their hand. I don't know. Just, they did cut off the hand. I think he did. I remember Danielle. It was hard to <laughs> hard to keep track of what was going on. They're very fast. Is he just overtaken by the rage at this point, or is it like a calculated move? Like I'm gonna murder no, these two dudes. No, it seems like when he turned into a wolf, he sort of went down like a primeval okay. sort of path of animalistic aggression. Got it. So Skaden is ditching his bloody clothes. He steals right, the what about bike. The girl, she just ran away. Okay. With a, watch the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'd run away too, to be fair. If I saw a guy turn into a wolf and murder two guys, I'd be like, I'm out of here. Not, not sticking around for this. <laughs> so as Caden is ditching his bloody clothes, he steals the bikes of the guy he killed, like one of the bikes of the, of the guys he killed. And he's still narrated about how the only cure he's read about in the literature for werewolves is suicide. What literature? Like he Googled werewolves, I'm guessing. I feel like there are probably more ways to die as a werewolf. Is it the classic one, silver bullets, chopping off your head? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but like he'd have to kill himself as the point, I think is what he's getting at. Like there's no one's going to kill him for him. Uh, I mean, maybe you just, you just keep murdering people. I'll give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll also point out that we'll learn later. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> So we cut to another biker bar. He's at the bar. He meets some weird old dude who's chatting with him about how tough life is. The old man identifies Caden as afflicted and reveals he's also a wolf by flashing some fangs. So apparently werewolves in this universe can just transform parts of their bodies at will. How do they know that the other people are afflicted? Is there like a neon sign? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess he smelled it or something. <laughs> I'm just, go with he just scent. does. Scent, definitely. <laughs> the man, whose name is Wild Joe. Oh, yeah. Summary. Yep. It's surprise, Caden never knew he was a werewolf. He's like, didn't your parents ever teach you? And Caden's like, well, I was adopted. And guy's like, no, okay. That's common. <laughs> Caden asks how he can stop it. And Joe's like, why would you want to be like them? And Caden insists he can't control it. But Joe is like, you're not supposed to control it. You know, did your parents teach you anything? And I'm like, wait a minute. So if there were really hereditary werewolves just running around out of control everywhere, I think people would notice maybe. Not if they're attributing all the murders to just regular murders. <laughs> I mean, these murders are, don't look at regular murders. They are very gruesome. <laughs> They're not. Sam, I don't know. <laughs> it's an alternate reality. Maybe the police are just really terrible at their jobs. It's not even an alternate reality necessarily. <laughs> just okay. in this reality, apparently wild murders, wolf murders. <laughs> Don't arouse much attention. It doesn't make any sense. But Joe tells him his parents are probably from, his his non-adopted parents are probably from back east, from the old parts of this pitiful new world. So I guess he means the East Coast, <laughs> not like Eastern Europe, where werewolves like, you know, the whole myth sort of arose. Right. Which I think is funny. Like, I want to meet a bunch of like posh New England werewolves. I'm pretty sure that's actually how it works. Yeah, probably. So then Joe goes on to explain that bitten wolves aren't pure. They're like mutts. But other werewolves are the most vicious, secretive pack on Earth. So like the purebred, the werewolf grouping are secretive and vicious. He then says he said too much. But Caden insists Joe tells him how to find more werewolves. He said too much to the other werewolf. <laughs> I know. It doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, I revealed too much about how werewolves exist to the guy <laughs> who's a werewolf. parents would have told you anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. Joe seems reluctant to help, but agrees to show him the way if he keeps it a secret that, like, Joe told him. Caden agrees. Then Joe just punches Caden, and while Caden is nursing his beaten face, Joe throws a dart at a wall and leaves and just disappears while Caden's distracted. Okay. Then Caden notices that before he left, the dart he threw hit a map hanging on the wall of the bar. No, why? Why not just tell him? <laughs> 
<laughs> this square on a town called Lupine Ridge because of subtlety. That's just stupid. <laughs> That's as bad as saying, I can't tell you over the phone, we'll have to meet in person, and then you die on the way there. Because literally everyone else who ever sees that map is going to see a giant dart hole where Lupine Ridge is. <laughs> also, if it's on a map, it can't be that big of a secret. Wild. Anyway, uh, it, this movie does a lot of this weird, like, it's trying to be very stylistic. Where it's like, you know, no one just says anything. They have to do all these weird... But it just comes off as shenanigans and, like, why can no one just speak like a human being? <laughs> That's just stupid. They were already talking about werewolves out loud. And then you drew, drew the line at where the city was. Not even what it was called. You could have Googled Lupine Ridge or something. Also, just putting this out there. If you're trying to keep your secret wolf society secret, don't call your town <laughs> Lupine Ridge. Ridge. I know. It should be like Centerville or something. Like It, just needs it should to be, be called Human Town. <laughs> human. We're all human here, we swear. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be less uh, blatant than Lupine Ridge. (laughs) All right. So Caden hops on his stolen motorcycle as Joe watches him ominously from the roof of the bar. One blurry driving montage later, Caden arrives at Lupine Ridge, a small town in the middle of nowhere. Do they all have motorcycles? I feel like every story ever just has werewolves riding motorcycles. She immediately takes to the biker lifestyle and <laughs> that he stole this bike from these two guys he murdered. I'm sure he's ever ridden a motorcycle before in his life, but apparently he's just a natural. Well, yeah, it's a werewolf. Sam, I just said every werewolf ever rides a motorcycle. <laughs> I just want to point out that I know people who ride motorcycles and it is not as like, oh, if you ride, a, if you can drive a car or ride a bike, you can ride a motorcycle. They are very different. They are very different. That's why you have to take special classes. <laughs> I know. That's very dumb. Anyway, he finds another biker bar, I guess the only bar in town, and everyone stares at him as he enters, including Jason Momoa, who is playing Connor. Connor, the, probably the werewolf. <laughs> is he in charge of the werewolves? Danielle, oh, come no, on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know how I like to ask preceding questions to the answers you're going to give me? <laughs> that I'm going to give you in like 15 minutes. <laughs> The bartender looks like she's drunk and asks why he came here as she gets him a beer. Kane's like, do any work in this town? And she just laughs. Is like, nope. That's when another girl walks in behind the bar. So apparently this is her sister and is also the bar owner slash tender. Their eyes lock and intense music plays as the camera goes all slow-mo and they have this big, long, hard stare at each other. Are they having like a werewolf baiting session? They're destined we're destined. It's like, uh, they're, they're, they're eye-boning. It's, uh, it's happening. It's, it's absolutely what's happening. So Kane just stares creepily at her as another girl comes up to the bar and asks him to dance. He rebuffs her and she walks away disgusted at his rejection. Well, can't she see that she's, he's obviously having a moment with this other werewolf lady bartender? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. The girl behind the bar asks him his name, and he gives a fake name, but I'm still going to call him Caden because nobody cares. Okay, why? Because he are, like he specifically went here for werewolves. Why doesn't he just say, I'm a werewolf here, you're all werewolves? Because <laughs> he didn't know that they're all werewolves yet. He uh, it's know called, it's her... called Lupine Ridge. Daniel, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, but apparently he wants to play coy. And when he asks her a name back, she gets a certain look from Connor and clams up and leaves. That's when another drunk guy comes up, accusing him of harassing his girl, the, the blonde one who he rejected. Uh-huh. Kane denies it, and that's when the girl behind the bar, who goes by Angel, tells them both to cool it. That's when everyone else in the bar stands up and approaches Caden too, and she's like, I'm gonna throw you out, like, you're gonna throw us all out? As they're all, like, sort of menacing Caden. So Caden's like, alright, you know what, I'm just gonna leave. And so he leaves. But we cut to him just standing outside in the bushes watching the bar <laughs> from across the street. 
Not weird at all. No. So Peter's like, I want to leave. He goes like to stands in the bushes for a few hours watching the bar until he sees the guys who hassled him leave. And he needs to go back into the bar? Yeah, well, as they leave, once they're gone, he, he leaves his bushes and he's walking towards the bar. But as soon as he gets out of the street, an old man smoking a very long pipe says, hey, I hear you're looking for work. I got work. And Ken's like, sure, sounds good. <laughs> This town isn't weird at all. <laughs> nope. He's really adapted to this lifestyle, considering, what, 15 right. minutes ago, he was an all-star quarterback for his tiny little town. Also, he's still like 17, but suddenly, everything's like, he's like a young adult on his own at this point. <laughs> suddenly, he's like 20. Like, this is why I'm talking about, like, it's not just that his character is 17 and he doesn't look like it because he's an older actor. His character doesn't act 17. He acts like he's 25. Does he seem torn up at all about his parents dying? I mean, kind of. A bit later, he goes into it, but I mean... No, this movie does not have any real emotional depth to its characters. Okay, well, great. So the the man whose name is John takes him to his farm. We cut to the next morning. Caden meets the wife, and idyllic music plays as he rides a tractor. And music always plays when you ride a tractor, Sam. That's just how it works. Well, they have radio, so yes. <laughs> Even in real life, it's just, it is. Caden demonstrates incredible strength by moving a massive rock from the field. The farmer is impressed, and Caden is just terrible at being inconspicuous. Okay, another question. Sorry, it just occurred to me. So, while Joe knew that he yep. was one of the chosen, yet- One of the werewolves, by smelling it. By yep. smelling him, and this town- or do they also know? Because wouldn't they have the same ability? Maybe they're not werewolves, Danielle. Maybe there's like one or two werewolves in the whole town That's or possibility. something. That's a possibility. I was just, just curious if anybody else knows that he's a, a potential werewolf. <laughs> Danielle, we will get to much of that later. Excellent. All right. <laughs> Uh, so again, Caden is just terrible being, he's trying to hide he's being a werewolf. Moving giant boulders that are impossible for any normal human to move are just not inconspicuous. Yeah, that's a poor choice. So then he starts narrating again, and he says, I came to Lupine Ridge looking for answers. What I found was this place, a farm. Who'd have thought? Good people with no idea of my problems and seemingly no inclination to pry. And I'm so freaking bored by this werewolf movie. I want more werewolf. <laughs> more, more werewolves than my werewolf movie. I don't need more like narration about how he's found a place at this farm and good, honest work. Like, werewolf it up, man. Come on. <laughs> Give it time, Sam. Give it time. <laughs> I can tell you, Danielle, it takes so long. <laughs> But he does chop wood shirtless with a hatchet and also demonstrates that the animals are afraid of him. So, you know, something's happening, I guess. So while he's chopping wood shirtless, that's when Connor shows up. Apparently, he surprised John, the farmer, hired him. John then shows up and is like, oh, I see you've two met. Uh, he's my nephew from out west. Connor uh, does not buy this. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, and then John and Connor have a stare down and then Connor leaves. End scene. That night there are spooky wolf noises. And the next morning, Keaton goes out to find his sheep mutilated in the pen. Uh-oh. John blames it on wolves from the hills. And Keaton is like, you think it was wolves, do you? Like he knows it was him. Mm-hmm. And he's like saying that. And then he's like, he's like oh, yeah, yeah, no, wait, wolves, that probably is it. And he just sucks at being under the radar. <laughs> he's just like so obvious. So he thinks the farmer killed it? No, he thinks that he killed it. Like, he killed his parents. Like, when he blacked out or whatever. So he's telling the farmer, like, oh, you think it's wolves, but ha ha ha, it's me. Yeah, but, like, not saying the last part. He's like, because, like, oh, it was wolves from the hills. Like, so you think it was wolves? Does he remember doing that? Or is it like, he just, no. he just not, he never remembers his kills, right? Not, not, not at this point, no. Okay. If it was him at all. Right. So that night at dinner, John explains that it happens kind of regularly. Wolves need to eat too, and they come down every now and then, take an animal or two. And then they have a linguistic discussion on the meaning of the word lupine as being not wolf, but wolf-like, and who cares? <laughs> that night, while watching TV, news comes on about the murder of two bikers Caden killed and how it's similar to the cannibal kid murder of his parents. And I'm like, wait a minute. 
Cannibal Kiss. First, that's some convenient news timing. Second, how is this breaking news if it happened like days or weeks ago when the bikers were murdered? And how is it on this small town's local news? Like, why? Why is this being broadcast across like like the biggest news story apparently in the country right now is Cannibal Kid? Well, it's called Cannibal Kid, Sam. (laughs) It's pretty catchy. I'll give you that. But I still don't think it would get like this big attention. No, well, I don't. It might, but I doubt they'd be replaying the thing about the motorcyclist several days after it happened. Again, I have no idea if it's days after or the same... The timeline is unclear. Well, it's not the same name. It could be maybe 24 to 48 hours later, I guess. Yeah, at least. Based on what you told me. So Caden, as soon as he sees his face put up as a mugshot, he immediately shuts the TV off. And he's like, tells John and his wife, you know what? I'm going to go into town. Bye. (laughs) It's the middle of the night, but he's like, all right, got to go. And he hears wolves howling as he rides off into the town on his motorcycle and goes right back to the bar. As he's walking up to the bar, townsperson is like, hey, Caden, that's your name, right? Caden Slaughter. And Caden's like, who are you? (laughs) And the man says, I'm Carter. I'm like your second cousin, I guess. The others might be too afraid to say it, but you need to haul ass out of town, kid, or you're going to get us all killed. And Kane's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Carter's like, he doesn't know who you are yet. Only a few of us do. But you think he's not going to find out? And how is Kane supposed to make sense of any of this? Like, this is not helpful. (laughs) Just give us a subject, man. (laughs) Give us a noun. Anything to work with. Like, movies all the time where they say something like people are talking and it's like, you're supposed to assume everyone knows what they're talking about. But even this movie, because I don't know what you're talking about. So Caden is very rightly confused, uh, but then Carter's like, it's Connor. He decides who lives and who dies. And then there's Connor watching them from the bar stairs. And then Carter leaves as Connor disappears back inside the bar. Ooh, spooky. Inside the bar, everyone is eyeing Caden again. At the bar, Caden starts chatting up with Angel about how the town has secrets. Subtle. Angel reveals she inherited the bar when their parents died, and Caden is like, hey, we have that in common. <laughs> My, My parents, parents are dead, too. too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's exactly I mean, I says. might have murdered them, but other than that, they're also dead. Leave that part out conveniently. <laughs> How do you use that as a conversation topic where you may have murdered your parents, and you're like, oh, that's weird. My parents are dead, too. <laughs> How'd they die? Uh, natural causes? A volcano hit them. I don't know. <laughs> Wolves, maybe. <laughs> so then we cut to Carter, the guy who was talking to Caden, driving through the woods with a bunch of people. They're taking him to Connor. Carter is rightly very nervous. Wait, why did he? Did they just like approach him in the bar, put him in the car? We don't know. They just <laughs> somehow they, they they nabbed him while he was outside or something. Things like a weird thing to cut. What? How they grabbed Carter? Yeah. Well, he just well, after he warned Caden, he left and disappeared. It's strange. And I assume they caught up to him or something. Okay. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they, they, the they got him. He's a, he's a minor character, Daniel. Also, he, he question: matter. Why are they all? What is it? Caden, Carter, and Cameron. Connor. Cater, can Caden, Caden, Carter, and Connor. I, I don't know. <laughs> why? Sucked, why would they choose these names? I kept on getting Connor and Caden mixed up. That's completely fair. I don't understand. Like, you have the choice of any name in the entire world for your characters. It's not like real life. <laughs> no, they insisted on them being Caden, Carter, and Connor. But Carter doesn't matter. Just Caden and Connor. <laughs> and I threw a Cameron in there. I really thought there was a Cameron. Nope, no Cameron. Oh. There might be. I don't know. Maybe, like, <laughs> right. maybe another town person's name. Cameron. You know I'm bad with names normally. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> anyway... Connor interrogates Caden. No, Connor interrogates Carter <laughs> about talking to Caden. There we go. <laughs> it's hard. It's really hard. Connor's like, I have a problem with this kid. 
I know he's from one of the old lines, but I'm trying to figure out why John hired him so quick. Then Connor grabs Carter by the throat and demands, who is that kid? And Carter continually denies he knows anything. But then they clearly edited out F-bomb right there. Like when he says, who is that kid? Like, who is that effing kid? Mm -hmm. But they just have like, they just blanked out the sound. Like the sound is just missing from that <laughs> I love when they part. do that. <laughs> but I don't know why they did that. I don't know if they did that for the streaming platform I was watching it on or if they did that in the movie because it's a rated R movie. It wasn't like they're trying to reach the PG-13 threshold. So maybe they're trying to avoid like NC-17 or something because of all the violence. Perhaps. Maybe there is a cap. I'm not sure what the R rules are. Well, I don't know either. But either way, it was hilarious because <laughs> it's obvious. It's just like everything. The music stops. It's like the whole I think just the word. was muted. <laughs> Yeah, not just the word. Everything's muted. It's like the whole movie just sort of stopped for a second. There's a silent moment. It was really jarring. Editing is hard. <laughs> it, it is, but like, mm, I did not do a good job with that. <laughs> so Carter and his sister, he doesn't know anything. So Connor just kills him in a hunt. Like he, you know, says, start running. You know what the deal is. And he starts running and all of him and his buddies turn into wolves and chase him down. Why? And just because he doesn't know anything? Because he was talking to Caden and telling him about Connor. Okay, sure. That seems like a very Carl's uh, a bad dude, Danielle. Doggy dog world. <laughs> you know how literal that is. <laughs> so Caden hears the screams while on his bike home, and he goes to investigate because that seems like a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? He's invincible. He just murdered like eight people. <laughs> <laughs> so then he finds Angel out in the woods, also investigating the screams, and she's like, they've killed somebody, and she needs to find out who it is. Why does she need to find out who it is? Don't ask questions. <laughs> She's involved, So they Sam. sneak around, and they find a little campsite in the woods where all the wolfed-out dudes are eating Carter. Okay. And Connor seems to spot them, and they vamoose. Cannibal kid. Very literal. Yeah, right? But these are literal cannibals because they're not just eating, like, people. They're eating other werewolves. Weird. Back in the woods, Caden vomits a safe distance away. Angel reveals she knows he's a wolf. They both go back to the farm, and John and his wife apologize to Caden. They reveal that his mother was John's niece, and how werewolves came over on the first ships and paired up with the locals, thinning the breed. So he is actually his nephew or whatever? Yeah. Okay. Is well, Angel also a wolf? Did she say that? Whether? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so they're both wolves. Also, the whole idea of imperialist wolves is, I don't know, kind of terrifying and hilarious at the same time. <laughs> I hadn't even gotten to that part yet. <laughs> yeah, because imperialism is bad enough. But you throw some werewolves into the mix, like, oh, the, the Mayflower bar over werewolves. Does it make it almost better, though? <laughs> like, I don't know, somehow. No, because cause they immediately say how they, like, bred with the locals and it, like, diluted their blood. Like, it's already super racist. Oh, yeah, I didn't even get into that earlier when you mentioned that the, there's a split between the bitten and the pure blood. And I was like, mm -hmm, sure. <laughs> Yeah, but not just the pure blood, but like the ones they bred with when they were here. Yeah. So it's like, ugh, there's a lot of icky racial things in this movie. It's That's bad. often true in supernatural stuff. So John goes on to explain that infected, quote unquote, not pure blood wolves are weaker. And Connor is one of the last purebred for miles, so. How do you get infected? Just like normal. But he bit that girl earlier. She didn't turn into one. He didn't bite him. She scratched him. Well, I guess she bit him on... But that was before he fully transformed. Oh, oh then it doesn't count. Sorry, I forgot the rules. I don't know, Danielle. <laughs> this movie's making it up as it goes, so so am I. <laughs> that seems unrealistic. I'm, I'm willing to give you that. So John goes on to explain that Connor apparently took a liking to Caden's mom, uh, Lucinda, who was another purebred. And he's like, well, she's the only other purebred here. We're destined to be together to continue the purebred line. So Connor was into... Whose mom? Lucinda, Caden's mom. Caden's mom. How old is Connor in comparison to Caden? Apparently old enough, although he looks about the same age. I was like, he can't be this <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how old Jason Momoa is at this point, <laughs> but like, 
Because I get this. Connor raped Caden's mom, and that's how Caden came to be. Okay, sure. <laughs> so he took a liking to Lucinda, Caden's mom, and, and he took her by force is the euphemism they use. And apparently Lucinda's dad was really upset about this, was like threatening to kill Lucinda. Go figure. Because misogyny. Yeah. And then John faked Lucinda's death to protect her from her father's wrath and hid her in his basement until Caden was born and put up for adoption to protect Caden from Connor and or Lucinda's father. And then his mother... Lucinda killed herself out of despair or something. That was wild. What a story. Yeah. Big expedition dump. And I'm like, I don't know if Desmond Moe is really old enough to be his father, but <laughs> maybe wolves don't age at the same rate. I don't know. I'm going to go with that. So Lucinda's death is what drove Connor to form a savage pack and become even worse, changing a bunch of random people, infecting them to be his lackeys and spending more and more time as wolves and less and less time in their human forms. And do they eventually like turn into a wolf fully if they don't go back into their human forms? I don't think so. I don't think it's a problem. Oh, okay. I think I know too much werewolf lore. And so now I'm like, I feel like there should be more to the story than there is. All the werewolf lore you know is irrelevant and doesn't matter for this movie. That it's has a shame, all the rules. Because some of it's interesting. The full moon doesn't seem to matter except when it does, and nothing else seems to matter. It's just like they're like Transformers. <laughs> Excellent. Werewolves. What is it? Wolves? Wolves to Transformers. It's wolves to wolves in disguise. Wolves in disguise. All right. The problem is, Connor is getting old, and he's thinking about his legacy, because he wants a like, son. He's not that old as an actor. No, he isn't, but I'm like, I guess he's look. I guess they think Jason Momoa looks like he's past his prime. <laughs> this is like 2014 Jason Momoa, who is still looking like freaking Jason Momoa. <laughs> this movie is so confusing. And so Connor wants to have a son with Angel, because she's another one of the purebred. Her and her sister are the other purebreds who are left in the town. Well, what's he waiting on? Apparently he doesn't need permission. Well, because she's just come of age. Oh, okay. There's a line. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't make up this dumb story. That's, that's what they go with. So Angel, who is there, is like, yeah, I agreed to this because the only way to protect everyone, because if I don't agree, Connor will kill all my friends and family in the town. She's like, I have to do this. If I give him a son, he'll let me go and I'll be free because I've always wanted to see a city and get out of this town but he won't let me go so he's he's willing to kill a bunch of werewolves to bring out one pure werewolf one that's his son danielle it's like <laughs> henry the eighth right you know he murdered a bunch of people to get a son so yeah, I don't but think like that he far. had a lot more people to play with the werewolf population of lupine ridge seems to be like what 50 people <laughs> well, less but there are also a whole bunch of other werewolves back east where the old lines oh are. yes yes of course i forgot sorry imperialistic werewolves they're the imperialistic ones yes on the east coast <laughs> and maybe some in the old country who knows <laughs> This is very confusing. This movie does not care a lick for a consistency <laughs> as long as it gets its characters to behave the way it wants them to. Perfect. So Angel has agreed. Also, like, this is, again, very Henry VIII, because why does he need a son to carry on his legacy? Because the female werewolves seem just as badass. I also, don't know the answer B, to that. how is she going to guarantee him a son? Can werewolves control that? I don't know if you'd want more, like, sons or daughters. Daughters can, like, produce more werewolves in that you only need one male to produce as many werewolves as you want. I don't know, Danielle. It doesn't make any sense to me because she's like i'll just give him a sum like you can't you can't just like, like how do you know it's gonna work the first time <laughs> maybe they can predetermine their gene line i, I was asking the question but i don't think that makes any sense because <laughs> it doesn't work for anything wolves included <laughs> these are werewolves sam they operate with magic no they i don't know no <laughs> So Caden is not on board with this. Angel says, you shouldn't have come back here. You're too good for this place. And Caden's like, no, I'm not. I killed my parents. Angel's like, my dad was a drunk. He killed my mom one full moon. And when he came around, he killed himself. But we've always wondered, me and my sister, was the wolf that killed my mom or the man? Uh-huh. 
And that's as deep as this movie gets. <laughs> I figured. Also, why is a full moon relevant? Because they can just change whatever they want. But apparently it's a thing still, but also not. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Does the full moon come into play later in the movie? No. Ah. That's a choice. I mean, like, yes, and like they mention it, but it doesn't have any effect on anything. It's just like, oh, it's a full moon. I guess it's better hunting because it's light out or something. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So then Angel, like, gets him to run through the woods and the field as she gives a voiceover about how, like, heightened senses connected us with nature. Feel your instincts. Like, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And how they have to control and use their power to protect the ones they love. She's not, like, saying this. It's just a voiceover she has. So I don't know if, like, they're communicating psychically or if Kate is just, like, getting it. I'd but like to think it's psychically. So they end up in a barn. Angel insists on having sex with Caden in the barn because, you know, they just ran through some woods together. So, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's what one does. Caden is like, uh, I can't because I'm going to probably become a wolf and kill you. Like, I attack my ex-girlfriend. Also, is he of age? <laughs> He's 17 and she's... Probably also around 17, 18, who knows? Well, of, of age, and we're assuming maybe is 18, like a regular I'm really, human. really hoping it is. <laughs> then I, he is not of age either, though it is consensual between these two people. And Angel's like, ah, no biggie. If anything were to happen to me, that's how I'd want it. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, I'm willing to risk death for sex. I mean, that seems fair for teenagers, actually, but... <laughs> It's the most realistic part of this whole movie. <laughs> Actually, kind of, yeah. I, I take it back. I'm sorry, movie. <laughs> and they go at it, and they both turn a bit and bite each other, and it's, like, kind of really goofy. <laughs> it looks like, really, it's like, they don't look good transformed. It looks like creepy monsters. It's funny. <laughs> uh, we fade out. We come back later. John appears, like, hello, John, come into the barn. Make sure you're decent kind of thing. Catching them post-sexual activity. And it's, like, a big joke to everyone. And later that night, John is arguing with some townspeople. He, like, called a meeting in his house. And they called themselves the Town Wolves, which I'm going to refer to them now from now on as because it's funny. Love it. And so John's like, you know, we should take the fight to Connor. But they're all afraid and resistant. And then John spills the beans about Caden. And everyone's like, this kid is going to stir up trouble. Connor and his pack will lose control, especially since tomorrow is the full moon. Oh, and it's Halloween tomorrow, too. How convenient. Uh, yeah, it's always, always the case. So. And it's always a full moon on Halloween. It's probably the 13th of Friday the 13th, too. <laughs> you know what they need? They need a wolf treaty. <laughs> <laughs> they have one. The, the wolf treaty is they give the, they give Connor Angel and he won't murder them. <laughs> See, it's about as good as the one from Red Riding Hood. <laughs> about. So Angel's sister, the drunk bartender, is also there. She cracks a joke about nothing being more Halloween than being eaten by a wolf man. And I kind of like her because she's like the most fun character in the movie because everyone else takes themselves way too seriously. She's a humor. But we don't see a lot of her and I'm sad about that. So one of the town wolves proposes giving both Angel and Caden to Connor. So like, you know what? Connor's will be killed, but at least Angel will survive and no one else will be murdered by Connor. And then John gives a big speech about how... They like to believe they have an uneasy peace with Connor, but sometimes an animal or a child go missing, and we all know who does this. And I'm like, wait a minute, Connor's murdering children too? And you're just like, nah, it's probably fine. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> we have an uneasy peace. It's totally cool. It's like, no, that's not good. That's not an uneasy peace. <laughs> it's as good as the wolf treaty. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's worse because there's no treaty. It's just them being like turning a blind eye. Well, mostly works. It's fine. We didn't need all our children anyway. Apparently not. So then the mayor chimes in here saying, it's not fear that stops him, but practicality. Connor's pack are wolves all the time, practically. And the town's wolves haven't changed in years, some of them. So they're weaker or less practiced or whatever. So that somehow that makes them weaker. And I'm like, 
all right, whatever. You guys like they eat your children. Maybe like practice. Yeah, practicality <laughs> is not the reason you're not fighting them. That's like, oh, it's more practical for them to eat our children than to fight them. So sick of the prattle, Caden goes, stay in your homes, lock your doors. I'll take care of this. And he leaves. John and Angel try briefly to stop him, but no dice. So now we cut to Connor's pack. They're discussing how the town's wolves broke the pack by bringing in someone from the outside. And this pact is very, like, unclear in its parameters. I have a question. Why is Caden so invested in this little town? Because he's got the hots for Angel. That's literally the only reason he plans to kill non-Cameron. What's his name? Connor. Connor. (laughs) (laughs) I just said it. Uh, Pretty much because of Angel. Yeah, I mean, yes, he's a teenager with a infatuation with another teenager. He's going to kill Connor because also, like, maybe something about, like, who he really is and his past and these are his people kind of thing. Like, he wants to fit in. Okay. But mostly it's about the, you know, the dumb teenage hormones. Excellent. All right. Continue on. So Connor concludes they have to kill the kid and they'll have to go get him. But then Caden shows up and is like, hey, surprise, I'm here. <laughs> here to be killed. So Caden tells Connor about his mother and Connor tells Caden to run so they can hunt him because he doesn't want to like, he doesn't hear it. He's like, I don't believe you what you're saying. So he like fills him on the backstory about his mom? He's like, yeah, my I, my mom was Lucinda, you know, and I heard you took her by force and Connor's like, you better run because we're going to hunt you. And Caden's like, no, I'm not going to run. <laughs> You'll leave or force me to stop you. Okay. And Connor's like, okay, you, Wolf, Wolf, are going to stop us. Kill him. And so all his cronies go after Caden as he then runs in the woods. So he is running anyway, I guess. So Caden managed to pick off one of the cronies, but then Connor shows up with the rest and there's a big fight scene with Caden in full wolf makeup. Caden takes out a few of them, but is getting injured and beat up. And then Connor grabs him by the throat, but Caden slashes Connor and then gets away and runs. Does he do any like sick football moves? Using his nope. pass. That's a shame, because what's the point of having him be a football player if he doesn't like... Apparently, he is just an expert wolf fighter. <laughs> that, the fight scenes are actually not bad if They when you can see what's going on, but there's a lot of shaky cut cam, you know, quick cut cam. Of course. So injured, Caden is trapped on the edge of a cliff, and so the other wolves are approaching him, and he just dives off. And somehow he survives this massive drop, it's and Connor and the rest stand. of the wolves just sort of, like, look down and go, like, nah, he's probably dead, and they leave. <laughs> Even though Caden's just lying there, practically dead, having flashbacks, and Connor and the rest could have just walked down there and killed him really easily, like, made sure. What is he having flashbacks of? Just the movie that we've seen so far. Okay. <laughs> Nothing interesting. He's like, I'm murdering his parents, which we still aren't 100% sure if he did or not, but probably did. That's when Wild Joe walks out. Oh, like, yeah, Wild Joe. He, yeah, he's a, he's the thing. <laughs> the guy who wouldn't just tell him about the city. He had to, like... Show it on a dart map. <laughs> so Guad Joe's like, you don't look so good. Now get up. And he like yells him back to life. I like the idea that he's just like a, a wolf spirit. He's not like a real wolf. <laughs> like a spirit guide for Yeah, for he's Kaden. like showing up and he's like, channel your inner wolf. <laughs> Be one with the wolf. <laughs> oh man, you have no idea how wrong you are. <laughs> <laughs> Destroy the others. <laughs> Did Wild Joe murder his parents? Daniel, we'll get to okay. all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I want Wild Joe to be behind all of this. <laughs> that'd, be free. that'd be great. So Caden limps back to the farm and is found by Angel, all beat up. Angel gets John to help Caden inside and tend it to. When Caden wakes up in a bed, he groans, I was trying not to kill them. And John is like, that was a mistake. It's life or death out here. And like, he's kind of right. <laughs> Why would he do he's, He killed those bikers. He's killed, supposedly killed his parents. He's killed like, he's killing people left and right. <laughs> He's got this thing about killing in quote-unquote cold blood. Like, he only kills in self-defense or whatever. 
Uh, well, they're trying to murder him, so... <laughs> I, I mean, I got it, but apparently he, he, just, he just had to say it so the movie would go on longer, I guess, I guess, or something. I don't know. Gives him some, like, so that he's not just randomly a murderer. I don't know. It kind of is, though. Kind of is. So John tells Kate he needs to change back into a wolf if he wants to live, because apparently changing to a wolf also heals you. Uh, okay. But Caden says it's too painful. So Angel starts making out with him to get him all hot and bothered enough to change involuntarily. That's a choice. That's a way to do that. <laughs> and so I wrote in my notes, I believe this is called sexual healing. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Solid reference. So after that, Angel tells him to run, as it's the only way to survive, and she leads Caden outside. So Caden does, all healed up, and he runs out into the woods. Back at Connor's camp, some of the pack are pretty beat up, and they won't heal like purebred wolves, because apparently purebred wolves have healing powers too. So they just got all the perks. Then we cut back to Caden walking with Angel for some reason. I guess he didn't actually run away. It was just like a a health jog or something. (laughs) A little spurt of energy, like a zoomie for a cat. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. He's like, get a little jog to work out the kinks of my near-death experience. Caden is lamenting he can't go back up there. There are too many of Connor's pack. And he tells him, like, just go. Save yourself. But Caden says he can't do that. And then he goes into the workshop where John is, who has just a bunch of manure that Caden identifies as explosive. Explosive manure? Like, I guess the the fertilizer he has is explosive. Okay. I I know fertilizer can be explosive, but I don't know if this, like, particular fertilizer is. Doesn't matter. So who identified this? Caden, Caden identified that it was explosive. Why would Caden know that? He lives in a, like, city, town. I have no idea. Apparently, this 17-year-old football player knows about manure. <laughs> okay. That was why I was so confused, because I, th- I thought I heard that wrong. <laughs> no, you didn't. I, it was just confusing. I thought I wrote it down wrong, too, when I saw it. <laughs> So they cut to a montage of John and Caden and the rest making a series of mines out of the manure and shotgun shells. <laughs> and at this point, I think to myself, wait, they have shotguns. Why don't they just shoot Connor? That's a great question, Sam. I'm like, is that an option? Because nothing this movie has told me so far is not you can't just shoot the wolf. Like, it seems like you could just shoot the wolf. They haven't mentioned silver bullet or any of that kind of stuff. Well, according to whatever their main Caden <laughs> I'm a real hard time with these names yeah uh, I noticed <laughs> uh, according to Caden can't they only die by suicide <laughs> well Caden as you should have realized knows the least about wolves of anybody in this movie I, th- I thought that originally I don't think he knows more now no he doesn't so later that night we cut to a van pull up to the house glass shatters and angel screams Caden runs down but it's too late and finds a note that reads you are cordially invited to the mating of Connery Slaughter and Angelina Timmons midnight tonight Ew. and that's just a gross note that's it's a, a gross very gross note. note I don't like that no so we cut to that night John and his wife and Angel's sister are in a cage at Connor's camp. Apparently, every non-wolf and other town wolves have fled the town because they're like the only ones left and like no one's coming to help them. <laughs> and Connor comes over to taunt John and he's like, doesn't really believe Caden is his son, but John's like, you better believe it. But he's like, no, John, if that were true, you means you would have lied to me these past 17 years and you know how much you'd suffer for that. Which makes it not true then. <laughs> yeah, of course. But Connor turns excitedly to cheers as Angel is brought out tied to a log. And she's propped up before the fire, ready for the ceremony. Also, John mentions that she's been drugged, but this is irrelevant because it doesn't seem to affect her at all. <laughs> Maybe it just explains why she's like, doesn't leave. Something like that. So we cut to two of the pack, sitting watch for Caden, moaning about how they're missing the party. A shadow moves through the woods and one of them gets his throat slit and then the other. 
It's Caden. He's out for blood. This time, he doesn't mind killing. <laughs> Apparently. He got over his brief uh, concern about killing innocent oh, folk. Oh, very brief. <laughs> I told you. It's all about the sexual healing. So Connor is giving a wedding speech, and when he calls for objection to their union, the lights go out. They're getting married? They have to get married in order to I got That's the mating is, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> it it's matter? a very perfunctory ceremony. No, it doesn't matter. So uh, so the lights go out, and we hear Caden's voice coming from everywhere, because I guess he's a ventriloquist now. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get by a speaker system? He like put it in the trees ahead of time. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, I gotta set this up. It's gonna be so cool. They're gonna blow their gasket, even though it's gonna take a little extra time. I don't know what's gonna happen. It's worth the effort. <laughs> and he's like, I object. And didn't I tell you to leave these people alone? And Connor's like, This is my pack. They do what I tell them. And Caden rejoins, This isn't a pack. Wolves don't terrorize towns or kidnap innocents or brutalize women. I'm like, Okay, yeah, but also wolves don't like have towns <laughs> at all. <laughs> Like, they don't have human societal, inter- like, none of this, like, you can't just compare, like, oh, wolves don't have grocery stores. So, <laughs> wolves like, don't what, go what's shopping. your point? <laughs> what's your point, Caden? This is why? Why does it make any sense? <laughs> like, how are actual wolves relevant? Anyway, it's dumb. So, Connor transforms as Caden shows up. Caden cuts Angel free during the fight while throwing some guys around. She transforms, but then Caden runs off into the woods, pursued by the pack. So, mission accomplished, I guess. Angel kills the few people left behind at the camp and releases John and the others. John immediately transforms and heads out after Caden. And Angel's like, go, go save Caden. I'm like, why don't you go after him too, (laughs) Angel? You seem pretty badass. Maybe because she's drugged, Sam. Apparently it was not enough to stop her from breaking them out and killing those other guys, so. (laughs) But running, that's where the line is with drugging. (laughs) Oh, okay, I guess. Back in the woods, Connor is in hot pursuit as Caden leads them back to the farmhouse. John is somehow already there at the farmhouse with a gun. He like... Went the side direction, like cut through the forest. You think like he took a shortcut or something? Yeah. Sure. Let's go with that. Anyway, he's with the gun looking out of the upstairs window waiting. He's aiming at the mines. And then Caden yells about giving them a chance to run. And they refuse. And John shoots the mines, killing just a bunch of Connor's men. <laughs> and then John just shoots Connor's number one like sidekick guy right in the head, killing him. So I guess bullets do work on werewolves. Oh, well, that would have been nice to know earlier. <laughs> Why do they just shoot Connor now <laughs> they have the chance? But they don't because apparently that'd be too easy. <laughs> that was my next question. <laughs> it would have been like if he shot the other, he could have shot Connor from the first without even blowing up the mine because Connor's just standing there waiting for the mine to blow up while he was getting taunted by Caden. It could have ended the thing like, why did none of the townspeople stand up to Connor if all they had to do is shoot him? <laughs> no idea, Sam. Anyway, after the explosion, Connor and the rest of the pack go inside a barn pursuing Caden, but Caden somehow like gets around them and locks him inside the barn. And then John shoots through a knot hole in a plank on the barn, triggering an explosion in the barn. That is wildly specific. How? <laughs> How? How do you like, I'll have this special knot hole set with a mine right in front of it. I can shoot it. It's perfect. <laughs> and I have to make it through that knot hole or otherwise this whole plan will not work. <laughs> it is the dumbest thing. So the barn explodes. There's fire. Whatever. I don't, it's like, I don't care. Fine. Clearly they just magic wolves. <laughs> Connor bursts out of the burning barn, still alive, and calls out Caden to fight. So they go at it. How did he survive? That's a good question, because he's like the purebred. He's the strongest. Maybe shooting him wouldn't have worked, Sam. It absolutely would have. <laughs> they go at it. Caden yells about how, you did this to me. You made me the monster I am. Then he gets his butt kicked a bit, and Connor quips, not monster enough, apparently. Which is like, pretty good line. He's like obsessed with... Okay, so he wanted to have a son so he could carry out his purebred li- line, but this is his yeah. son with a... Yep. purebred, like, woman. Yeah, this is literally the legacy he wanted. Literally the legacy he wanted. I'm gonna kill him. 
Like, he could have welcomed him with open arms and be like, hey, you're my son. Let's rule this town. I keep forgetting that they're father and son because it doesn't make any sense. And then every time I remember, no. I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So they fight some more. The fight goes back and forth. And then Caden severs Connor's Achilles tendon. Oh. And Caden downs him. And John's about to shoot him, which I guess apparently that uh, would have worked in a solution they could have used from the start. <laughs> But Caden yells, no, and he gives a little speech about how Connor has done hideous things and deserves to die. And then Connor transforms back into a human and goes, I know, but you should know. I never took your mother by force. I loved her and she loved me. When her father found out she was pregnant, he threatened to kill her. So I took the fall for it. They took the woman I loved away from me. So I just became the monster they always said I was. And that is not an excuse. It is not. And what did he think happened to the child that she was pregnant with? They, They all thought that she was killed. Before, like it just they never got to have the baby. Yeah, they thought they killed her immediately. They didn't know that John secreted her in the basement for you know eight months or so. Whatever. John is supposedly the evil one in this situation. Well, no, because John prevented like Lucinda's father is the evil one who's going to kill her, and then John secreted her away so that she would live and have the baby before. But then she killed I'm herself. I'm very confused in all the relationships in this town. But go ahead. <laughs> it's very simple, Danielle. Connor loved Lucinda, but Lucinda was Angel's. No, Lucinda's Caden's mom. Right, Lucinda's Caden's mom, but who is Lucinda the daughter of? Some other guy. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. We don't know him. Okay, I thought some for some dude. reason John was, John is the brother? Who is he? Yeah, he's he's the uncle of Lucinda. Uh, uncle of Lucinda. Okay. Okay. I think I got it. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to draw Su- your freaking map? Super simple. <laughs> John is Lucinda's uh, uh, uncle, which makes him like the grand uncle of Caden. The grandest uncle of them all. Yes. So apparently, wild how this worked was, uh, was Connor impregnated Lucinda. Lucinda's father was not happy about it. She's like, oh, no, I totally raped her, which was supposed to let her off the hook. But that didn't stop him from wanting to kill her anyway. So that really accomplished nothing, that lie. And then John hid them? Hid her? And then John hid Lucinda, telling, you know, the father and everyone, that, oh, she's dead. So that she'd be safe from being killed by his father. And, she also, and he also thought that Connor had raped her. So he was trying to protect her right. from Connor as well until she gave birth and she killed herself uh, that's super convoluted <laughs> it is very like again why would connor lie about them being in love like they could have run off together and then right? he supposedly becomes evil because of all of this but then doesn't have a turnaround when he meets his supposed son right he becomes evil is like oh the reason i'm so evil is because i lied about raping my what my love and then they killed her. And so I became a, an evil person who I murder children and eat other werewolves and stuff. And he's like, that's my excuse. I'm like, that's not an excuse. But then you're right, Danielle. If that was the truth of it, why wasn't he like, you're my son? This changes everything. Because it would. <laughs> yeah. At least give you pause. You wouldn't just go straight into like, I'm going to murder uh, you. <laughs> pause. I get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I th- I mean I guess he's too far gone to the I don't know Danny it's dumb it's very dumb like the, this like I wasn't sure this movie was going to work because it wasn't weird it was just kind of boring <laughs> until this point where I'm like none of these relationships make any sense none of these character choices make any sense this is so convoluted and dumb <laughs> I just don't understand why at any point he wouldn't have even he wouldn't have even told Caden uh, that he loved Lucinda if he didn't have some kind of like mental capacity to go and you're my son. Yeah, and like, at this point, now he's having it, like, he gets his butt kicked by Caden and has an immediate change of heart now, as opposed to Wild. at any other time previous. <laughs> it does not make any sense. 
No. And again, their whole plan, I gotta reiterate, from the start is stupid. If you loved each other, why lie about it being like an, a sexual assault or a rape? Just to like say, hey, this is happening. We love each other and I'm going to protect her. Like, why not Connor kill the father to protect Lucinda? No one else is planning to kill her. No idea. If you're going to kill people anyway, you might as well kill the person that's standing between you and your true love. <laughs> Right, exactly. Like, this is the dumbest thing. Like, if he's threatening to kill your true love, that's maybe the time you intervene and don't just go like, nope, uh, that was my fault. Don't hurt her. Oh, you hurt her anyway? I guess I'm evil now. (laughs) Oh, okay. So he's on the ground. He's on the ground and Connor is, you know, pouring his heart out and Caden's like, "Mm, maybe I can make this relationship with my father work. That's when Wild Joe appears, laughing. Apparently, Wild Joe is another exile, another second cousin of Caden's, just like the- He is the brother of the man they ate earlier, Carter. Okay. Carter was his favorite little brother. How old is Wild Joe? Way old. Oh, hi. What, uh, how old was Carter? Uh, not as old. <laughs> I don't understand this. <laughs> why? Why? Why is, why is Carter's age matter? He's like a second cousin or something. Of uh, why, why is their ages problematic? Are they cousins or brothers? They're cousins, I said. Okay. So Joe is brothers to Carter and they're both cousins of Keaton. So, so Joe and Carter are brothers. Yeah. He's really old, but Carter's young. Well, I mean, no, Carter, like, they're both older than Caden. They're, like, 30s. Okay. And Joe's, like, 40s or something. I, I don't know. I, in my head, I don't know, Wow, Joe was, like, 70 and <laughs> Carter was, like, 20. He looks old and grizzled, but he just looks, like, really beat up. Like, their ages, I don't know. Apparently, maybe, maybe he's the oldest brother and Carter was the youngest brother. Okay, sure. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. I just, I, you, I, things keep changing in my head with every new description and storyline. <laughs> That you just keep being confused on who Caden, Carter, and Connor are. I mean, that is completely fair. <laughs> but I was also confused on their relationships. <laughs> I think you thought that I said Joe was Connor's or Caden's brother, but he's Carter's brother. Yeah, okay, sure. I just don't understand <laughs> the ages of anybody in this story, but it's, it's fine. Uh, no, that, that part doesn't make any sense either. It doesn't matter. <laughs> So, is another exile of Connors who was sent away for being too brutal and wild. Again, I don't know why Connors didn't kill him like he kills everyone else, but he's like, no, you gotta go free. But now, Joe has contrived to take down Connor by using Caden. It was Joe who tracked down Caden and killed his parents so he could lead him see, here to kill Connor. See, I told you. Well, you told you after I told him that Joe was not a good guy. He didn't specifically say that. You just said that he appeared and I said, is he a mentor or whatever? And he said something. Quite the opposite. <laughs> And then I asked if he was behind everything. And I thought, again, it's a very convoluted and very stupid plan, because his plan was murder Caden's parents, right? Make it look like Caden did it, and then expect that Caden would run for it as opposed to being arrested or turning himself in or anything else, and then happen to meet up with Caden at this bar and lure him into a conversation to send him to Lupine Ridge, and then count on Caden attacking and defeating Connor when he gets there, as opposed to what really should have happened, which is Connor welcoming him back as his son with open arms yes i can only assume that uh he hoped for the first part of the plan that he would run for it and then he like stalked him so they would actually meet him sure. at a bar because otherwise i just like the idea that for like three four or five days he just waited at a bar and hoped that maybe he would show up that's what i thought in my head that was funnier too but yeah he probably stalked him but like even sending him to lupine ridge i know crazy wouldn't like oh yeah you'll totally kick the butt of this guy who's been a werewolf for decades longer than you and is very powerful and you're new to it i'm sure you're gonna kick his butt and also you're his son i'm sure that won't play into this at all And everybody will act exactly as i intend them to act (laughs) yeah no it's such a stupid plan it should not have worked (laughs) 
So Caden is rightly pissed about the frame job and Caden attacks Joe, but it's just like slapped aside because apparently Caden is just too exhausted from his fight with Connor. <laughs> he was fired up until this point. Pretty much. So Joe transforms to a wolf and Connor stands up. He then taunts Joe about how he ate his brother two days ago. And then Joe slashes Connor's throat, killing him. Well, that's fast. But Connor manages to wound Joe in the process. Joe then turns to Caden and begins to strangle him when John appears and shoots Joe. Because John, who was watching from that window this whole time with his gun, <laughs> decided to wait until this moment and come all the way downstairs to shoot at Joe. He's like, maybe he'll kill Connor first. <laughs> And it's it's dumb. So he gets one shot into him, like his shoulder, and then Joe runs off, and Caden pursues, but they're both limping really badly, so it's like this slow speed chase <laughs> as they're both like stumbling across the field. That's really funny. <laughs> so Caden manages to catch up and knock Joe down, and Joe is like, what are you going to do? Kill me now? Yes. Do it. Well, you should know, real wolves only kill for food or defense. You, as a human being, will be called a murderer, and you're not a cold-blooded killer. He's just killed, like, 20 people. I know, but, like, that was all self-defense. That was all, like, protecting others. You're not just gonna kill me when I'm down, weak, and not attacking you. Kill him. And Kane's like, I've already killed tonight because of you, and Joe gets up and is like, no, because you had to. Connor made us this way. I killed the monster that made you. We're even now. What? No, kill him. Kill him. <laughs> So Caden, like, turns away and is like, it's true. I've never killed anyone in cold blood. I mean, except for those two guys you murdered out in the woods who were just sitting there. <laughs> but he's like, but life is complicated and you ain't my effing parents. But again, they just blank out the F part. So again, it's really funny. <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> and so anyway, Caden takes Joe's cigarette out of his mouth and turns around and walks away and then turns back and tosses on the ground and then backs up. And it just so happens a cigarette landed on top of one of the mines. Oh, yeah. And blows up Joe. <laughs> but also knocks out Caden. And apparently a cigarette on top of dirt can trigger a mine. It's explosive uh, poop, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so he didn't mean to kill him. It was just pure accident. No, he, he meant to. He was like aiming the cigarette at the mine. Oh, see, murder. <laughs> he killed him. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to the morning. Caden is in bed with Angel. They wake up. The farm is in smoldering ruins as they bury the bodies in the field. And John's like, that'll be good compost for the crops. I'm like, well, dark. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> this corn's delicious this time of year. Caden <laughs> tells John he has to go. And John's like, you always have a home here. He's like, I know, but we have to go because Angel needs to get out of here and get out of the town for a while and see a city because she's always wanted to visit a city. But he's still wanted for murder. Uh, don't worry about that, Danielle. <laughs> he's on all the news channels. <laughs> Apparently, everyone yeah, just forgot about that. Now that he's killed Connor, his life is free and clear. <laughs> That's how it works. Uh, I think He's the, the cannibal kid. <laughs> I think the police will be, like, totally cool. Like, oh, you killed Wild Joe? The guy who actually... Oh, you're totally cool with us now. <laughs> Werewolves, you say? Got it. It makes total sense. Oh my gosh, this movie. So as they pack up, John gives them an illustrated family tree of all the wolf lines, which you could have used earlier to make sense of the <laughs> family relationships. Really we might have to put that somewhere, because I, like... I don't think anybody's going to be follow it as much as I did, either. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe. I'll try to find a screenshot. <laughs> And build one. <laughs> and so he calls it names you can look for back east. I'm like, look for, like, look out for, or like, look for for friends or foes. Like, that's unclear. <laughs> Who knows? That's what Wolves 2 is, Sam. <laughs> wolves 2, electric wolfaloo. <laughs> Imperialist wolves. <laughs> Imperialist wolves, right. <laughs> they shake hands and hug, and then John cries. Rock music about wolves plays as Caden and Angel get on his motorcycle and drive off. Then there are a bunch of photos of the wolf costumes that are shown behind the credits. The end. <laughs> the 
this movie? Because they're very proud of their wolf special oh effects. Oh my gosh, that's because like, they spent all their money on Sam. It clearly was <laughs> not script writing. <laughs> that's right. You can see, Danielle. <laughs> so that is 2014's Wolves, oh a movie that was way less fun than it should have been because could have been dumb wolf fun, but decided to be like Dawson's Creek <laughs> levels of relationship drama instead with like werewolves as a side plot. Jason Momoa, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh my goodness. So at what point, Sam, were you like, oh my gosh, what if Danielle has seen this? <laughs> uh, I figured this might have been something you'd seen. One, because it's werewolves and you like that kind of stuff. But two, <laughs> once I started getting like relationship drama heavy, I'm like, no, this is Danielle's kind of thing. <laughs> You're like, hmm, Dawson's Creek. Oh, Danielle. Danielle might have seen this yeah. movie. <laughs> I'm like, this could have been something Danielle watched on TV at one point. At like, like 2 a.m. while she was tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It could have been like one of you like, oh, a werewolf movie about relationship drama and love triangles. Sign me up. And the father and son love triangle even better. <laughs> I hadn't even like gotten that far in my head. <laughs> <laughs> That, I mean, that like, this movie is wild, Danielle. It's crazy. <laughs> Many layers of wolves. I, I guess like, I was really hoping like a fun werewolf romp, something more like American Werewolf in Paris mm -hmm. or something like that. But it was really not about the werewolves. <laughs> This is like the first movie where there were so many things that I couldn't even like get to all of the things that were bothering me. <laughs> let's let's have a little recap, Danielle, things that were bothering you. Well, apparently that I didn't even like catch that they were in a love triangle with the father and son in the same relationship, even though yes, they were. <laughs> I mean, the, it can be fair to barely love triangle. She's not interested in Connor at all. No, like, but this still, is more... oh, it's even grosser. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so there's that. There's like the whole first like 20 minutes of the movie. I thought, okay, this would be like a fun thing where he's like, oh, he turned into a wolf and he's trying to come to terms with it. And he kills his parents. He's trying to control himself. He's trying to wrestle with the morality of being a werewolf who can't control himself. Like you're your standard sort of werewolf thing about, you know, losing control and losing your humanity. Mm -hmm. And it's just not that at all. It's not. And even when he gets into the small town and then it becomes a more of a classic story of like, meeting this group of people that you identify with or whatever and there's all this town politics that you didn't realize but they don't even really go into that the like town kind of deserts him and is like good luck out there buddy <laughs> yeah it's not about the town it's about it's about a father-son relationship <laughs> that doesn't even like react in a way that anybody would actually have a father-son relationship he doesn't even acknowledge I, that's a son <laughs> i was legitimately shocked at the very end when connor's like let me tell you something i love your mother like whoa <laughs> Where is this, like, anti-heel turn? Like, suddenly we have to redeem Connor, even though he's a murderer who was planning on, on you know, raping Angelina, Angel. <laughs> Whatever. He's like, wants. suddenly, oh, he's not really a bad guy. He loved his mother. Like, the, the, no, 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 no. Why are we suddenly trying to do this about face on Connor? <laughs> Plot it was twist. so abrupt. It was, like, immediate. I'm like, whoa, we do not need this. <laughs> Some odd choices. Crazy. Wow. That was a movie, Sam. Yeah. Thanks for that bringing was... that to the table. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was. I, it was way less horror than I thought it would be, but it was something. Oh gosh! Yeah, so I've done two spook retorts with wolves, and one of them, I, I, I don't know which one was worse. <laughs> like, I don't know if the creepy sexual blackmail of the Monster Squad is worse than. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Why would you bring yeah, that up again? The, <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm trying to compare it to the awful sexual politics of wolves. Well, maybe we should leave it up to our listeners. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not qualified to judge this. I'll be honest. This is like beyond me. If you have a degree in wolf politics. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just really, I am desperate for the more interesting parts. Like everything that the story talked about that wasn't the story is way more interesting. Like I want to know about the Mayflower wolves. I want to know about the colonial imperialist wolves. That's like way more interesting of a story. I want to know about the wolf on the cross-country trek across America learning about himself. <laughs> a la the Incredible Hulk TV show. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm there for that story if anybody's written or uh, has a movie a bit like that. <laughs> like a wandering wolf trying to do good things while in monster form and constantly worried about hurting people. That's a great story. But instead, we got wolves, which also is the hardest title to search for. If you just search for wolves, you get everything but this movie. <laughs> That's fair. And they're not even real. Like They're wolves, but they're not quite wolves. They're not even like regular. Like, they have none of the werewolf-like problems of, you know, full moon, silver bullet, immortality. That's a curse. It's just, oh yeah, we can like hulk out into wolves whenever we want. And apparently there's also this weird blood politics about who's pure and who's not. And that's not cool. Which doesn't really even play much into it in the end. No. I mean, it only was there to give Connor an excuse to want to mate with Lucinda and Angelina. For something he already had. Yeah. But like, you don't need that excuse. Like, they could just like each other. (laughs) Weird. Weird. Anyway, that was a movie that I watched. And... (laughs) Yeah, that happened. <laughs> it's like 50% of our movies. Well, that was a movie I watched. It was very weird, Daniel. Like, I think you can't deny it. It's probably one of the weirder werewolf movies we've ever done on this podcast. And we have done a couple, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's a theme. <laughs> anyway, if anyone out there has a suggestion for a werewolf movie that involves the cross-country werewolves or the imperialist or hoi polloi fancy wolves of the East Coast of the Hamptons, let me know, because I want to watch both those movies. Yes, or if you want to throw in which uh, wolf you think is worse, the ones from Wolves or the ones from Monster Squad. <laughs> We'd be <laughs> well, happy to do that, Monster too. the Wolf Squad was fine. The, the Wolf of Monster Squad was great. I mean, other than murdering, he's fine. <laughs> I mean, he, mur- but that's like werewolves do. Like, he was, like, he was, like, the kids were worse in the movie. The kids were the worst thing in that movie. I'm going to say that the reason why Monster Squad threw me off is because I still thought the monsters maybe had some redeeming qualities or were like, we're going to have further character development. And then when he murders no. somebody, I was like, wait, what's going on in this movie? Nope, nope. They were just murderous monsters stopped by a bunch of terrible, exploitative children. Yeah, the reason why I thought that the monsters were better is because the children were so awful. I know, right? <laughs> So that's like, a, like that's a whole different thing. Like obviously the wolf, wolf man in Monster Squad is way better because at least he was like in his human form, he felt compassion and remorse for his wolf actions that he had no control over. Oh my gosh. Both are interesting wolf representations though. Anyway, so that's just something to chew on. Uh, I'd love to see some good or at least better werewolf movies out there. They exist. I know they do. So if you have one or you want to explain the family tree to Danielle for these wolf relationships in this movie. Oh, that was hard. It was hard. <laughs> you can find us at bookretorts.com. You can also tweet Instagram or Facebook us at bookretorts. And if you want more of our nonsense, you can support us at patreon.com slash bookretorts. Bookretorts. And until next time, I guess just avoid Lupine Ridge oh, as if you needed any clue. Full noon, not that it matters. <laughs> <laughs> not that it matters. Uh, until next time. Bye. Take care, everybody.
like how I got progressively more confused by like the characters and who what the relationships were to each other. By the end, I was like, wait, what are we talking about? I honestly think like half of that was just you not remembering when I said Connor or Kate. Like I may have screwed up a few times. It's who knows? possible. Like I definitely got confused at one point as to who you were talking about, and then I realized all three of them had C names. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like. I, I definitely might have slipped up with Kate and Connor, Carter, and whoever at some I point. I swear That's I had Cameron in my head. You must, like, I wonder if you said Cameron at any point on accident or if uh, I just well, invented maybe it. Maybe our listeners will tell us. <laughs> I definitely, I don't think I said Cameron, but there's, it's, again, I, there's a distinct possibility. I kept on screwing up their names when I was writing my notes too. Yeah, I definitely, like, I, in my head, there was a Cameron. And when you said there was not, it was like completely thrown off. I was like, wait. <laughs> 